0: Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Lamentations, and I'll let you take about two years to find it. Lamentations. And uh, if you need to use your, uh, your table of contents index, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, Lamentations, if you will. It's good to have Brother Matney and Miss Matney back in the house of God this morning. And uh, he had extensive foot surgery, and so we are just glad about that. And I think John David's celebrating his fourth anniversary uh, there in South Africa. His son, so um, as a, a pastor and church planner. So we praise the Lord for that. Lamentations chapter 3. And uh, we're going to read verse number 21 through verse number 23. And I do appreciate Mrs. Thomas, Carrie Thomas and Mrs. Tara Moore uh, for kind of taking on the responsibility of coordinating uh, a lot of that stuff. And I, and I really want to break it up among our ladies. And so when someone goes into the hospital or they have a need and, and, and we feel like, well, we really need to meet that need. If you're a lady that you're like, Pastor, I could coordinate a couple of days. Um, and I feel like that if we if we put it on one lady's shoulder for all of it, all the time, that's not going to work. Everybody's life is busy. But if you say, Pastor, give me three days, uh, and I can get that done. Uh, personally, I'm going to take February 31st. I'll take the 31st, 32nd, and 33rd, and I'll coordinate those days right there. All right, that was a joke. Okay, here we go. Lamentations chapter 3 and uh, verse number 21 22 and 23. We're going to read these together out loud. Uh, Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 21, 22, and 23. Can we begin, please? Begin. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the instruction that it gives us. And Lord, what a great day to be in your house. Uh, Baptizing this morning. Going to baptize again tonight. And Lord, just the fellowship, the anticipation of what you're going to be doing in our lives. We lift up Brother Joe right now as he's at the hospital. uh, Probably coming home this afternoon. We ask and continue to touch him. Thank you for bringing him through. Thank you once again for your grace and that lives on the inside of him, uh, urging him to call 911, and by his own testimony, that, that was the Holy Ghost of God, then because of that, listening, Lord, he's here with us today, and we praise you for that. Watch over us, help us now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have you ever looked in the rearview mirror of everything you've been through, all the situations you've encountered in your life, and then have you ever said to yourself, hmm, I didn't respond right on that one. Y'all straighten up your halo. Let me ask it again. Have you ever looked at a situation, you said to yourself, man, I don't think I was the best me going through that time. You know, nowadays, you take a picture, you erase it right away if you don't like it. I'm here with me. And the difference between men and women are, is women want to look at the picture before it's posted to see if they want to retake it. Men also want to look at the picture to confirm what we already know. We look good. (laughs) And uh, so, but in the old days, when you had film, now, teenagers, film was the stuff you had to go to the store and buy, okay? And when you ripped it open, it had silver on the inside, and then you opened the back of this device called a camera. It wasn't a phone, it wasn't a calendar. it was a camera. I'm here there with me. And then, when you put it in, then you had, to, you, had, to, you, had to, you had to advance it, right? There was no do over, whatever disposition you were in when they took it, and then people would would fool with you because everybody knows in the school of how to take a picture old school, that, that you have to count to three to give people a heads up to post. And didn't you hate those people that went one, two, click? Because whatever was captured at that moment would be sent off to the lab and the lab people would develop these pictures. And I'm going to tell you right now, I would want to be those lab people. Because if I developed the pictures from the lab, I would go through them and I would make fun of people. And then when they came to pick it up, I would go, you're not going to like picture 20 on that roll right there. But how many's ever gotten those pictures back and you were like, that was not a good day? That, 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 that was not a good day. That was not a good hair day. That was not a, and then all of a sudden, now the teenagers right now go, I, I don't even know what you're talking about, but, but how many know what I'm talking about? You have photo albums of you at, not at your best. Jeremiah starts recounting for us, verse number one through verse number 20, of days that were not good. These were days that uh, were difficult. And I'm going to let you kind of skim through as I, as I mention and, and, and uh, kind of uh, give a synopsis. Verse number two, there was darkness. Verse number four, his flesh and his skin was made old. Verse number four, he had broken bones. Verse number five, he was surrounded by gall and travail. Verse number six, he was in dark places with dead people. Verse number seven, he had heavy chains. Verse number 8, he would try crying and shouting, but his prayers were shut out. Verse number 9, when the main road was blocked by a huge stone, he had to go through the side crooked ways of the street, made his journey longer. Verse number 10, it seemed like that God was like a bear waiting and a lion waiting in the secret places of life. Verse number 11 and verse number 12, I believe that... uh, here you have a bow and an arrow and a quiver, and, and they're, they're, he's the target now. Have you ever felt like you were the target of life? Verse number 14, he now is mocked and made fun of by those around him. Verse number 15, he was filled with bitterness and drunk on the poison of wormwood. Verse number 16, his teeth were broken, and, and then when he did recover, he had to recover with ashes. Verse number 17, he had no peace, and his, he couldn't even remember when life was good. In verse number 18, his answer to life was, my strength and hope is perished from the Lord. He couldn't even find that. Verse number 19 and 20, then his memory was flooded of nothing but misery, poison, and venom. This was Jeremiah's life. That's why it's called the Lamentations of Jeremiah. If you go back and read the book of Jeremiah, then these chapters of Jeremiah, these are five separate poems, if you will. It's a book of poetry about Jeremiah recounting who he was. Jeremiah was telling God's people all he had been through and how much what he had been through had impacted who he was. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to stop and tell you this, that right now you are the sum total of all the difficulties that you have walked through. You right now maybe are carrying a very, the last seven days of it, just being intense. And maybe you look at these things and you go, Pastor, Pastor, I'm right there with Jeremiah. It's been intense. I feel like I was the target of life. I, I feel like maybe things are just dominoing out of control. But there was one lingering thought That he had in his mind. And that's what brings us to verse number 21. And this is what I wanna preach on this morning. Then I recalled to my mind, therefore have I hope. This I recall. That, That word this at the beginning of verse number 21, what does this refer to? What is the this that brought about hope? Let me tell you something. Some of us this morning need hope. Some of us sitting here this morning need to be able to look at tomorrow and go, where is the reason to get out of bed? Where is that reason even to get up and do it again? Where is that reason to try this at all and to try it over again? Miss Kelly and I last night were coming back from the airport and coming into town, and, and I was on the phone talking to people, and one of the conversations I had was an opportunity came available, and the person on the other end of the speakerphone said this, Pastor, I don't, basically, I don't know if I want to get involved in this again. You see, when you and I walk through difficult times, then there's not hope on the other end. Give me hope that this is going to be a different day tomorrow than it is today. Would somebody please give me hope that the next year coming up is going to be any different than this year? Would would somebody please give me a cool breeze in the middle of my heated day, if somebody could just show me the pay scale, maybe I would have a reason to get up. The problem with hope is, hope is only as good as the day you're walking in, but there has to be a reason for hope. There has to be. Jeremiah comes and says, let me tell you where I've been. That's why it's called Lamentations. Let me tell you where I've been and how I came out of it. And this is the beautiful thing about what is going on in Lamentations chapter 3. And these three verses right here that are stuck in there. If you are going through dark days, it's hard to find hope. But when you go through dark days, there has to be this that gives me hope. Lamentations 3, 22... Here it is. Are you ready? It is of the Lord's, what please, mercies that we are not consumed. Do you know what he said? There's this thought lingering in the back of my life when everything gets dark, and that is this. He didn't kill me for how I reacted during the tough times. <laughs> you did you hear that? How many there are sometimes that people just don't need to call you on the phone? Right? How many there are those situations in your life that you're like, don't come to my house or you may not like who opens the door? We are this way. And Jeremiah's response in the middle of these dark days, he said, you know what brings me hope? Is this if God did not consume me on the day I broke my teeth if God did not consume me on the days it was dark because of what my attitude is I will tell you that in this auditorium is a diverse crowd and I just want to praise God today that it's a diverse crowd because for every grouch I can find a happy person Come on now. If I'm walking down the hallway and some of y'all, and I'm like, <laughs> God bless you, and then I'm gonna go all the way across the other side and find a happy person. And then guess what? That happy person Sunday night is now the grouch, and the grouch is now happy. Look, this is gonna be a wonderful day. You wanna know why? Because for every grouch, there's a happy person. And then when that happy person becomes a grouch, I just go find another happy person. But those days, The reason you are existing right now is not because you're that good. The reason you are here is because He is that merciful. What have you been like over the past seven days? What what has your response been over the past three difficult times? Who have you been? What have you been? How many bridges have you burnt? How many words have destroyed? How many actions have not been in keeping with who God was, but it was in keeping with where I was at? Pastor, if you would know this situation, you and I both know I would, it would be justifiable homicide. Lord, I would, uh, Pastor, I was minding my own business. It's not my fault he come busting through my life. He deserved what he got because he didn't know who I was on that day. Can, can I tell you? That God said this, or Jeremiah said this, the only reason I've made it through all these dark days is because of His mercies, that we are not consumed. I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 20, and I want us to take one look at at how Jeremiah reacted to a difficult prison. This is why Jeremiah could write this. Because Jeremiah had these one snarky comment. I love that word snarky. I hope it's not a, it's not a gang street lingo and, and uh, Miss Kelly hates it when I use the word snarky. But, but Jeremiah had one of these sarcastic remarks. He's thrown into prison, and look what he says in Jeremiah 20 and verse 7. He said this, "O oh Lord, thou hast deceived me. Are you there? And I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily. Not, not. It, it, it wasn't. He said, "Pastor." He, he doesn't say in the in, in the text. Jeremiah's not calling me pastor. He doesn't say in the text that that once a year it happens. He doesn't say in the text once every five years this happens to me. He says daily. Daily, I wake up, and I'm in derision. Daily, I wake up, and it's like, what is going on? And Lord, here I am trying to serve you, and Lord, here I am trying to be the prophet you want me to be, but God, every day I wake up, it's difficulty, it's derision, and I want to point my finger in your face, dear God, and I want to, say, no, God, this is Jeremiah saying this, is not me saying it, that, 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 that you deceived me, y'all. Do you understand that somebody better put a lightning rod up right now because Jeremiah is stepping out on the edge of the Holy Almighty as a mortal man telling an Almighty God, you're wrong. Look what it says here. Stronger than I, and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily, and every one what mocketh me. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. Then, uh uh-oh, I said, I will not make mention of his name, nor speak any more in his name. You know what he said? I'm done. Whoa. I'm not going to live to see 56. 56. How many believers right now are sucking their thumb in the corner of their life because they are doing a pity party? you to see me? This is not what I signed up for, and I'm just going to sit over here, and I'm just I'm, I'm done. And do you know what God does? Now, I'm going to stop right here and tell you, and she'll tell you, I don't do pity well. I can do a lot of things. Let me give you something about pastor. If you put that tin cup out, and you're just like, poor me. Are you looking at me? Poor me. I'm going to give you a praise God, and I'm going to walk on down the road. I don't do pity well. And this is why I'm not God. And some of you right now are going, praise God, you're not God. Hey, watch this. Look what it says here. He said, I will not speak any, make any mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. Oh, but look at this. But his word was in my, what, heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. What word? This is when we go back to Lamentations. Go back to Lamentations. What was in his heart as a burning fire? We preach this sometimes about the call of God and when somebody says, well, I'm just not going to do this, we say, but God's word will be a burning fire and if it's real, you can't get away from it. What was burning in his spirit when he was pouting and when he was in derision daily and when he had given up and he had said no? Go back to Lamentations chapter 3. Laman, Laman, yeah, a bunch of Lament. Go back to Lamentations chapter 3. Look what. So, so through it all, and again, when Jeremiah wrote Lamentations, look, look at it. This I recall to my mind. What? While he's pouting in the prison saying, you lied to me? This is not what it should be? What? Through those dark days daily, and he's sitting there pouting, guess what he recalled to his mind? His mercies are new every day. Amen. I told him he was wrong, and he let me live that day. Only for the next day to give me a whole new set of mercies for me to tell him was wrong, and he let me live in that day. Only for the next day for him to give me new mercies and let me live that day. And then he let me live that day. And then he let me live the next day because he said I was in derision daily. Can I ask you a question? How long have you been in darkness with the sucking of the thumb and your spirit can't rejoice? Your soul can't get happy about the things of God? Listen, he has let you do this day after day after day after day after day after day. day day. How have you not been consumed with your attitude? Because he keeps pouring in mercy. (laughs) You know what he says? You so deserve me to get you. But I'm going to give you new mercies for you to... I'm going to give you new mercies for you to do that to me again. Why? Why? The word because, in verse number 22. It is of the Lord's mercies. That we are not consumed because. Why? His what, please? Do you know that the fuel for God's mercy and the fuel for him letting us continue to do this and not respond right to bad days, why doesn't he consume us? I don't know if you were raised with a mama who loved the back of that hand. And she should have been in the major leagues. Because that woman could, could swing that hand quick and all of a sudden, bam, what, whoa, 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 what just happened? One day I was smarting off to my mama and, um, and I was just, and I, 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 I had it and I'm, I'm mouthing off to her and my heart <laughs> and my lips are moving and all of a sudden she like boxed my ears. <laughs> and I was like, Mama. You didn't even see me. She said, you dummy. There's a mirror right there. And I can read lips backwards. Now, mama didn't put up with it. Daddy didn't put up with it. But God has. And here's why. His mercies. And he doesn't string your days together. You see, we string them together with people. We take our thread and and uh, we take our needle and 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 we try to get that thread <laughs> through that needle and then we got to ask somebody young, can you do this? And then you then you stick it through there and then you you know what we do? We we go and we take everything somebody does and oh 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 we add it to that string and then we add it to that and then we make a necklace out of it. And we wear other people's failures as a necklace, as a proof point. See, you can't even get your act together. If God did that, we'd all be in trouble. If you want to praise God this morning, you're alive, not because you're healthy, and not because you are, you, you've got all the supplements, and I'm for that, and all the oils. Let's not even get into that. Take lavender, and uh, I'm going to start putting peppermint as the uh, oil of choice coming through the vents in this auditorium. And about the time somebody falls asleep, I'm going to hit the peppermint smell. Do you know why you have survived? Because every day he keeps pouring in new mercies. Why? Because of his compassions. How do we know? How do we find the illustration about his compassion? Would you please go to Luke chapter 7? Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ, while He walked this earth, He was a merciful Savior. But there's a word that you find over and over again. And it's the word compassion. Let's just take a, a little bit out of this, if you will. Luke chapter 7 and verse 11. And it came to pass the day after that He went into a city called Nain, Luke 7, 11, And many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had, what please? Compassion. Do you know what God does? God Watches us as we're living a dead life in self-pity. And he has compassion. Boy, it doesn't need to be that way. His compassion gives us mercies, hoping that the mercies will bring about life. Do you know right now, if all of a sudden you're going through bad times, you're going through dark days, and whether you blame God, whether you blame other people, it doesn't matter. If you right now are not responding to the difficulties of this day, His mercy is our hope. His mercies are every day. His mercies are because He has compassion, where I wouldn't have compassion He's looking at the difficult days you walk through and his heart has compassion. And he's like, look, somebody's got to do something. Somebody's got to change this situation. So guess how God changes the situation? By giving you mercy to deal with the situation. He gives you mercy. He sees us respond wrong and he gives us mercy. He sees that we didn't act right, and he gives us mercy. How many's ever been through a situation, you didn't respond correctly, and you knew, I've got to go make that right? You ever done that before? I've got to go make that right. So what do you do? You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't look at it right. You don't respond to it right. And then you walk further down the road and say, i got to go back. I, I have to make that back. You know what, God? That's what he wants. He wants life. How did you get to the point to where you could even go do that? Because he didn't consume you with your reaction. He gave you mercy so that you could fix it. There's something wonderful about this mercy. And I'm going to ask you today. And I want to say three things today as I end. The very first thing I want to say to you today is his mercies are fueled by his compassion. When he looks at your life, he gets it about you because he knows your flesh the second thing I want to tell you is this his mercies are new every day we've covered these two things in part and that's why I'm just skipping on to get to the last point his mercy is fueled by his compassion when he looks at you he doesn't look at you with the wrath of God he looks at you with the compassion of God and this is why he gives us mercy The second thing that I want to tell you is that every day you get a new set of mercies. Every day. Now, now we come to an end, okay? We come to an end. My father, he used to, to, when when I was acting, I had days of just being a jerk, right? When I'd pass my dad, he'd, he'd do this. One day he did that, and I stopped and said, What is this? He said, boy, I'm going to give you enough rope to hang yourself. And you keep pushing. You just keep pushing. I'm going to give you more rope. But one of these days, you're going to hang yourself. Which brings us to the third point. Are you ready? His mercies toward us should be our mercies to those around us. Why are people living with yesterday's failures in your world? We don't live in yesterday's failures in God's world. Now, I know we're trapped in flesh, and I know right now people would go, well, what about this, and what about this, and what about this, and what about this? The best way to live is that you live in God's mercies every day, and then you give other people God's mercies every day. You live in God's mercies, and then you give other people. There are marriages right now that are strained, and you may be sitting sh- shoulder to shoulder, but your spirits are on the other side of the auditorium. There are young people sitting with their parents right now that they're sitting there, but boy, they're, mm-mm. Want to know why? Because we hold people hostage day to day to day to day to day. But when we give mercy every day, whatever failings you have in your life, God's going to give you new mercies. Whatever failings are in other people's lives right now, give them mercies tomorrow morning. You know, I love this about God. You know what God does? God, every morning, gives us a blank piece of paper, and he lets us... You know what God does? I'm going to give you a free pass on that one. And then guess what he does? Gives us another blank piece of paper. You know what we do? I can't wad that up. That's my sermon. But here's how we look. Well, I must be right. Because God didn't consume me. God didn't strike me dead. God didn't flatten my tire. God didn't, God didn't, God didn't. So my attitude must be right. No. The reason nothing's happening to you is not because God doesn't have an opinion. It's because he's merciful. You want to change your marriage? Give your wife back her failings, and tomorrow morning wake up and give her a great big hug and a great big kiss and say, I love you. This is a new day. You you want to help your kids? Regardless of what rebellious state they might be in, every day wake up and love them. Give them new mercies. When we were growing up, all my siblings would attest to this. When we were growing up, we thought we were the only special ones in the house. My dad was an accountant at General Motors, my mom was a nurse there in in Michigan, and they would put us to bed. Y'all remember the old Walton show that came on late at night? How many remember that came on late at night? And good night, Jim Bob, good night, Mary Ellen. You know. (laughs) And then just dumb, dumb, dumb. I hate the Waltons. Dumb. Everybody wanted to be like John Boy, and everybody wanted, you know, "Mm, nope, I better move on because my spirit's not right right now. We lived in a two story colonial house, and Dad was an accountant for GM, and we thought we were only special ones. It wasn't two years later we could start comparing notes, but my mother, my mother would sneak up the stairs, and she would come on Monday, and she would get me out of bed, and she would go, shh. Scotty was just a little bitty baby. So there's only three of us that were aware of what was going on. Scott's still not aware of what's going on. And uh, (laughs) and my mom would come up and my mom would, and we would tiptoe. I I can remember just being just, just a kindergartner and, and we would tiptoe through the house and I'd have my blankie and We'd go downstairs, and we would sit Indian-style in front of this great big TV. It would be glowing in our faces, and we would have popcorn, and, and my mother, we'd turn it down real low, and we would watch it. And then when it was done, she would tiptoe us back upstairs. What I didn't know was Monday night, she did that with me. Tuesday night, she did that with Kimberly. Thursday, thir- Wednesday or Thursday, she did that with Karen. And all of us grew up going, uh-uh, uh-uh, mama loves me. So we would act like idiots during the day. We would get in trouble. We would get whoopings. And at the end of the day, my mama would reset us with our relationship for the next day. Because my mama wanted us to know, regardless of what has happened today, I still love you. Listen to me, we have so trashed our God with our reaction to the difficulties of life and we have turned our back on God in a hundred ways. You know what God keeps doing? Giving you mercy. You know why he gives you mercy? Because he has such compassion on you. And I would tell you this, you can do this for other people. Don't string people's days together in your life. Give them mercies new every day. So, well, pastor, if I give them mer- mercies, they're going to get away with, like we're getting away with God. Oh, you say, how do I get this done? Mercies new every day. His compassion. And then the very last phrase is this. Great is thy faithfulness. You know what this means? It's a never-ending bumper-to-bumper warranty of mercy, regardless of what you do. When people sell you bumper-to-bumper warranties now, it's like, that's not true. That's not true. The only person I have ever known that had a bumper-to-bumper warranty and it worked was Bob Bowen with that Ford Tempo. Was it a Tempo? Somebody Was it a Tempo? He got that bumper-to-bumper. He he was the camp director in Quitman. And I can't tell you, he, he was a you know, he was happy. And I was like, Brother Bowen, how do you get that? He said, you just got to be right with God. (laughs) And I was like, oh, don't give me that answer. But when something would go wrong, he would just take it down to the Ford dealership and they would fix everything. You know what God said? My faithfulness is not dependent upon your reaction to my mercy or how many days you go without getting it right. My mercy is depending upon me. And I praise God for that. Because you and I only have so much to give people. God has everything to give us. I'm just going to ask you, don't be hypocritical with the mercy you're taking advantage of without giving mercy and extending it to somebody else. If you're here today and you're going through difficult times, and it's gone day after day after day after day, the only reason you're not consumed is because of God's mercies. And if you have people in your life that you're estranged from, And you just hold it against them for days. That's not scriptural. That's not biblical. That's not godly. Live in God's mercy so you can give mercy. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.